Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello, welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we now broadcast once a week, every Thursday, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, today on Fruitbox, I want to talk some more about Brexit. We heard last week from one of Europe's leading fruit suppliers to the UK how he sees the challenges ahead. And this week, I want to turn my attention to the UK itself and to look at the future for banana sales in Britain. Now it's out of the European Union. I'm delighted to be joined down the line today on Fruitbox by Robert Wells, the group chief executive of SH Pratt & Co., Britain's biggest banana company. Robert, hello and welcome to Fruitbox. Hi, Chris. Now, Robert, I, I remember coming to interview you um, a very, very long time ago, way back in 1992, when the European Union was creating the single market for bananas. And now here we are, almost 30 years later, on the threshold of a new trading arrangement uh, with the UK now out of the EU. And I think it's fair to say that the single market in bananas helped really transform your business at, at Pratt's. What, what impact will what comes next have on you? Um, Chris, uh, thanks for making me feel quite old, but um, <laughs> I'm, re I'm really not. But uh, uh, nevertheless, we don't import bananas from the European Union. I'm sorry to, to sort of say that as a fairly basic question, but, you know, our bananas are coming from outside the European Union. Um, and those countries that we're sourcing from um, have already made agreements, individual agreements with the UK uh, government uh, to continue uh, the import of those bananas. So I don't actually see too much changing in that respect. Um, probably the challenges that Brexit will present to us, like many other industry uh, companies, in the industry is um, probably labour and getting the, the fruit imported uh, through our ports. And that's probably where we're spending most of our time and energy in making sure that those two things run as smoothly as possible. Uh, when, we, when, when we talked all those years ago, and, and it, it makes me feel old as well, Robert, not just you, but, but bananas... <laughs> were the biggest single category in Britain, I think it's fair to say, and they still are hugely important, but they were the ones I remember with a generic campaign to raise consumer demand. And, and in recent years, we've seen this almost inexorable rise of, of fresh berries, which I think are now the single most valuable category uh, at UK uh, retail. Um, now, berries have shown that shoppers are prepared to pay, you know, above average prices for their fruit, but bananas seem stuck in this never-ending price war, uh, which again has, has kind of hit the headlines um, in, in recent weeks here in Britain. Isn't that a huge frustration for you? Um, yes and no. Um, of course, I'd like to see greater value put on bananas. Of course, I'd like to see greater value going back to the growers um, who, who have to take the risk every, every, you know, all, every day of the week uh, every week of the year to grow bananas in all sorts of challenging conditions. Um, and their workers um, need to be properly uh, rewarded. However, you know, we must recognize that bananas now 
are recognized in the retail world as a staple item and in the same basket as you know potatoes and you know carrots and top fruit and other things that are are you know that are not really in the same category as berries so yes i've seen the rise of berries but i don't see that that's detracted from the appeal of bananas bananas are very good for you they're easy to eat and they're available all the year round um, uh, from the same sources uh, providing regular um, income and sort of custom to the same growers and an enormously good value for money as well which i think yes. uh, you know um, and yet in bananas in the in the in the category we've seen this kind of really pretty big shift into fair trade and and organic i think it was sainsbury's here in britain who went with the first retailer to say that we're going to go um you know fully fair trade which i remember was like in the early 2000s i think it was mm. or, or the late uh, 90s so 20 20 years ago or more um and 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 that's kind of almost the new normal these days. I mean, it's, you know, bananas are fair trade or they're organic. Um, and that's the way the consumer certainly perceives them. Does that mean that there's no real chance for further category diversification? I mean, there are new types and new sources, perhaps, or even old ones. I mean, back in the old days, the Canary Islands were a huge su supplier of bananas to Britain. I mean, their bananas, which I have to say are delicious. Uh, I was in the Canary Islands last year and I was eating them. I thought, gosh, these are fabulous they were landed at canary wharf which is of course the name for london's financial center do you think we'll see in britain different pack sizes different packaging types a new focus on the country of origin even brands coming back or are we are we continuing in the same the same old way as it were i don't, I don't see brands becoming a feature in the uk market i think the, the retailers um don't generally want to go down that road. I think they want to stay independent of the main brands, uh, unlike other European or worldwide markets. Um, uh, diversification is, has always been difficult with bananas because we have one variety of banana that at the moment, you know, is under pressure, uh, yeah. as we've seen um, from disease, but it's being controlled now uh, and the threat is sort of receding somewhat. But we continue to search for alternatives. But I think the retail, uh, you know, the person who goes into a retailer and buys bananas still very much is buying with their eyes. And the trials that we've done over the years of bananas from, like you said, from the Canary Islands, or we've tried, you know, other ones from other sources, the quality of them doesn't match what we're used to. So they're, they're looked very much as an inferior product and therefore beyond a novelty value, uh, you know, don't really continue for very long um, and disappear quite quickly. Mm. Now, th this focus on the price of bananas in the shops mean that, means that you as a, as a business have got to be really extremely efficient when it comes to your own cost chain. Do you achieve this by actually going for the bigger scale. I know that you've also diversified into other categories and other business types. Tell, tell me more of what you're doing there, Robert. Well, cost in any business and no less ours is a constant evolution. You, you constantly keeping on it. It has to be part of almost your daily life to, to keep control and to find ways of saving money. 
Um, we owe that uh, as, our, as our role within the, the overall supply chain. Um, yes, we, we are involved with other businesses. We've, we've opened a new business down in London Gateway Port, uh, servicing um, importers of uh, fresh produce, namely fruit, coming in. Um, and really to answer the, the, the sort of, uh, how can I put it, where retailers are going more and more down the supply chain to source product themselves, control in the supply chain themselves. They don't necessarily want to get involved with the, the, the detail of, of that and leave companies like us to manage it. And Halo is, is fair and square in that. The advantage of Halo being in the port most of uh, um, a lot of well, a lot of fruit and most of it, I believe, comes across the quay in London Gateway. A lot of the deep sea services are arriving there, so we're very well placed to literally take a, f a few hundred yards off the quayside into our temp-controlled facility there and do whatever's required of it, and then onward distribution. We've taken a leg of transport and food miles out of the, the chain. By, by so doing. This is Halo. This is the project you've got, the kind of the logistics business, yes. if you will, um, for, uh, yes. for, for for major supermarkets. Yes. Now, it's, it's no secret that you're a major supplier of bananas to all the major supermarkets here in the UK. Uh, and the COVID crisis that we're all going through has shaken things up for every, for every one of us, for all every part of our lives, including the way in which we shop for food. And, and much of us, are, uh, uh, more of us rather, are shopping for our food online these days. What, what does this move into e-commerce mean for you as a supplier of bananas? To, to be frank, um, I think, you know, yes, at the moment, it, uh, it, it's, I think in fresh produce, it's in its relative infancy. Yeah. So where our involvement is through the retailers is in fairly small volumes that will inevitably grow. So there's, you know, different styles of packaging, uh, to cater for, for online, but we very much have to move in tandem with the retailer's development and be very open to changes that come along uh, in, in the e-commerce way of doing business. Um, but, I, you know, it's, it's early days. I, I think that perhaps um, the, it's more challenging, I would say, doing business with e-commerce because of quality. I think housewives or husbands are allowed to, you know, they go into supermarkets, they make their own choice off the shelf. E-commerce, it's given to them. So they, they scrutinize the quality a whole lot more than, mm. than what we've been used to. So mm. we have to up our game in that respect to make sure that the product has good integrity right the way through the supply chain. Not that it doesn't now, but I think e-commerce will bring further challenges on that. And, and to go kind of banana technical for a moment, does this mean that you have to be with e-commerce much more, how should I say, uh, careful with the stage of ripening you're at when you deliver yes. the product? Yes, you do. Uh, very carefully. Um, and the difficulty is so much happens outside of our control. So we have to do a fair bit of prediction of what, what these like to happen so, so that the product is managed, whether it's in our hands or in, in the hands of somebody else. Yeah. Now, um, Robert, our 15 minutes are almost up. And I, I, I've been told that you're a regular listener to Fruitbox and that you tune in each and every week. What is it that you get from this programme, if I could if I could ask? <laughs> kind of ideas and insights, or is it just something that you get to do differently to listen in the car on the way home? 
No, I, I yes, I, like any, anything in life, Chris. Um, I think you 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 do your job every day. You come to work, and uh, there's a risk of becoming a bit of insular, looking inwards. Mm-hmm. And I think listening to your podcast helps me look outside, listening to how other people deal with their issues in their own way. Yes, there might be different products, might be different ways of, of transporting them or whatever. But there's a lot of similarities that I can learn from. Um, so, yes, you, we, we never stop learning in this industry. Never stop. Well, um, in that case, thank you again for, 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 you, for those very generous comments, but also for teaching us something today, because I'm sure that there are many people who don't have anything to do with bananas, which, who will learn something from uh, this podcast, uh, this conversation that we've had uh, this morning. Robert, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line by Robert Wells, Group Chief Executive of SH Brat, Britain's biggest banana business. Thanks so much for coming on the programme, Robert. And uh, since we're now in the December, I also... I'm permitted to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year too. Thank you, Chris. Merry Christmas. Now, you can find today's conversation with Robert and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. Today, we talked uh, a little bit about berries and berries are on the agenda next week too. And that's to coincide, of course, with our Global Berry Congress, which uh, takes place online this year on the th- uh, Thursday, the 10th of December. There's more information at berrycongress.com. Fruitbox is going to be taking a short break over Christmas and the New Year, much like you, and I'm preparing my schedule for January 2021. So if you've got an interesting idea for a future edition of Fruitbox, then do please drop me a line. Uh, My email is chris at fruitnet.com. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.